Hey, I'm Dustin. And I'm Steve. Welcome back to the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, the finest phototainment in the world. We are an irreverent look at photography. This podcast, like Aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. Dustin, I want to talk about the cannibalistic nature of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I was watching Mm -hmm. a Cinnamon Toast Crunch commercial the other Mm day. One little Toast Crunch gets splashed with milk, and suddenly the other Toast Crunches all gobble them up. So, Dustin, what I really want to know, what saucer liquid would would turn you into a cannibal if it was splashed onto another human? Um... Probably some sort of form of like an avocado ranch or like a buttermilk ranch. Just makes everything delectable. Mm. And what particular parts of the human are you looking forward to eating when you got that avocado ranch uh, splashed up on them? Typically anything deep fried, really. You, you More of like a, like, a, like a bicep, more like a, you know, tri- tricep. Are you, are you looking for mm-hmm. like some forearm? Like get the, you know, the thing where you have like the two bones and I think the wing, like the wing, yeah. Yeah, the wing of the human, uh, the human wings. See, as somebody who's not a uh, cannibalist, I, unfortunately, Steve, I don't know the best parts of the body. So typically when it comes, uh, whenever somebody asks me these kind of questions, like, oh man, if you're quarantined, who's the first one you're going to eat in the family? Whoa, whoa, you know, how I, I often typically are people defer, asking you these I questions? I typically defer to you on these kind of questions because it uh, sounds like you uh, have spoken from experience. <laughs> I'd be all about that uh, that heartbeat hot sauce, the pineapple habanero from uh, the the hot ones. Mm. podcast yeah. youtube show yeah dude yeah. that that stuff is wicked good i could eat that they also they the heartbeat make like a a blueberry one as well oh that one's good too put that on anything it's gonna taste good splash a little bit of that up on i don't know chest meat maybe some thigh uh you know mm. who, maybe maybe we could just keep it classy like maybe maybe they get a little <laughs> a little bit of that heartbeat hot sauce uh, the pineapple habanero on their tongue, and now you're just eating face, right? Sure. That's if that's what you're into, Stephen. I I want to know. We here at the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, we support you in any and all ventures. Well, I mean, you gotta think you... about it. You gotta think about it. Like like a cinnamon toast crunch, it sees the milk go up on another cinnamon toast crunch, and it's just gotta eat it. It's just it's just gotta do it, you know. So like. If a Cinnamon Toast Crunch drinks a little milk, is another Cinnamon Toast Crunch like, oh, that's my opportunity. It's got a little milk in the mouth, and that's that's good. That's good, boys. Get in there. Yeah, I think, Stephen, perhaps this quarantine has you watching a bit too much television. Um, if I could make a recommendation to you as your physician at large, mm-hmm. say you need to stop and maybe find yourself a good sandwich, maybe a waffle. A good sandwich. You think I need a sandwich? Yeah, let me tell you, I woke up this morning, I ate a bowl of cereal. It was delicious, it was yummy, great in my tummy. Um, I moved on from there, I ate lunch a few hours later, uh, just like some curry with rice. It was something I made the night before, just had like some leftovers, just trying to clear it out of our fridge. Then I noticed Jen had an eight like an hour later, so I was like, oh man, what can I do? Oh, I'll cut some potatoes up, uh, cut a little jalapeno, some onions, uh, bell pepper, um, mix all that together with a little bit of oil, fry it up real nice, you know, and then I'll fry some eggs, throw that on top, cut up an avocado, put that on. So now, like I've had breakfast, I've had lunch, but now I'm having brunch after breakfast and lunch. Um, so yeah. Okay. But then I had brunch, and then like two hours later, it was like, 
I know that tonight I'm recording with Dustin, and before I record with Dustin, I'm doing a video chat with Ulysses Del Toro. I gotta start making dinner now, just two hours after eating brunch. So then, like three hours after brunch, is this I'm why your wife dinner. bought you a sweatshirt? She had to cover up everything <laughs> packed inside this body. She's you know like, what it is? But... All Steve is doing is eating during this thing. It's a it's a new pandemic at home where Steve just eats us out of house and home. Just cooking and eating and cooking and eating. Mm. That's all. Yeah. Every two hours. Oh, Dustin. Um, what you drinking, bud? Uh, tonight, Steve and I'm drinking a craft beer called the fattest of tires fat tire um it's a local micro brew um amber ale Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep uh because i still have yet to go to the store or liquor store and you didn't uh, finish off the fat tires you already bought you were just saving uh, them for the podcast it's a 30 pack so i you know i just drink one every other day rationing them as one does yeah and um yeah, might be my last one too. Don't cry, bud. I mean, cry a little bit. I do like to see the tears. So they're beautiful. If any local listeners are out there are concerned about the quality of our podcast and the diversity of our alcohol consumption, um, message me. Feel free to drop off your favorite craft beer on my front porch. Just Lysol it down first. Get the Lysol in the beer. That's how Dustin, he needs to inject the... Like the, a good lemony fresh beer. Good lemony in, fresh. Inject Lysol the antibacterial clean. straight into his body. You know how it is. Mm. Um, well, Dustin, thanks for asking. Um, yep. I'm drinking a Supperfest <laughs> beer. Two, two weeks in a row. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's called the Repeat. And it's keeping it light with just 95 calories. It's a Kolsch-style beer with bee pollen. And I got to tell you, so like Supperfest... Bee Fest, pollen. Sufferfest sells their beers. They're not gluten-free, but pretty much gluten-free beers in like these these cases that come with like three different beers. And there's the repeat, there's the FKAT, and then there's whatever the one was I was drinking last week. And the other two are so much better than the repeat. The repeat tastes like it tastes like you're drinking like a Bud Light or a Coors Light. It's just it's too light. There's not enough flavor in it. Mm-hmm. But I'm stuck with this because there? I drank all of my Goose Island IPAs and the Primeval Growler I had the other week I also drank. So all I got left is these Sufferfests. And I'm suffering well, through them. Yeah, suffering yeah, I was going to say, man, beat me to the pun. Just a suffering fest at your house. Mm-hmm. But Dustin, we got a lot of topics today, so we should probably push things forward. Dustin, the first thing yeah. I want to talk about Spent is... Spent half an hour on Cinnamon Toast Crunch, but let's move WTF. forward. WTF. You're going to give me crap about Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Meanwhile, I'm wading through a sea of spam from Pretty Little Peas. Explain yourself, Dustin. Why is the Wedding Photo Hangover Gmail account getting just a truckload of this spam dumped on top of us? Um, you don't know. Into, you're not you into pretty little peas, you don't apparently. Know. No. What did you do? What did you do? What is pretty little peas? Would you mind enlightening me and the audience out it's there? It's a place you bought face masks from. There's a receipt in our hey. email. <laughs> yes. That's a good friend of the show, Bure. I bought face masks from his uh, teenage daughter who was selling face masks. So that's what this is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. 
Bure and our good friend Gary run a wedding podcast <laughs> called the Photobomb Podcast. Oh, and was his daughter really selling this? Or are you just like pulling a random person we've podcasted with before no. out of a hat to try to make me feel like crap for giving you so much crap about this? No, this is 100% true. Well, now true. I feel bad. Now we're going to have to include a link in the <laughs> show notes so people can also buy masks from, from Bure Perry's daughter. Well, it's actually, it's his uh, wife's Etsy shop. She owns like a clothing boutique, I believe, from what little research I did. Um, and like, I'm glad you wife, did so much research. Well, it was like his daughter that he like shared the post explaining like, hey, you know, I hate to be that guy who's like actually selling face masks, but it got to the point where we had so many and, you know, my daughter and wife kept making them that we thought, you know, we might as well start selling them. So I saw the post. I remember it. I just didn't click through to buy any face masks. Wow. You're heartless. I wanted to support (laughs) our good friend, fellow podcaster. (laughs) And I thought, hey, maybe I'll get them a little faster if I use the wedding photo hangover email account. Man, this one really blew up right in my face, didn't it? (laughs) Oh, let's move on. Uh, Sally. You froze for like five seconds there, so I have no idea what you said. (laughs) Blew up in my face. Uh, (laughs) Listener Sally Psycho sent this in on the Facebook group. There is now free software from Canon that lets you turn your DSLR or mirrorless into a camera for Zoom. Yep. So it's great for all those people like me who invested in um, Sony little little doohickeys that transmit and turn your camera signal into usable feeds for your computer. Well, yep. it is great for you because, one, this only works with Canon cameras. Two, <laughs> two it's Windows only. And you only have Macs. Oh, it's so. a, I didn't see the Windows only element of it. Yeah. Yeah, but it is pretty cool. Perfect. I mean, um, I I have before used Canon's EOS utility app as like a way to live view while I'm shooting video. Like when I'm when I've shot like video in studio in a studio space before where I wasn't moving the camera and just needed like something larger to view. And so mm-hmm. the client could view it too. Um, and then oh, and that, that client was, viewed it. Oh, they viewed it so hard. Um, but mm. that that was like a really good uh, nifty way. And it was just like you just plug in with the USB. And I've always wondered why you couldn't just do that for, you know, webcam stuff too. Um, so it's nice that Canon's now doing this for webcam stuff. And you don't have a Windows, so and I don't folks, have you a Windows. Still, so I'm still seeing screwed. Steve from his normal iMac webcam. And what are we seeing you from tonight, Dustin? Uh, oh, this is my iPhone. This is your iPhone. <laughs> no. Uh, so recently, I purchased a new 2019 MacBook Pro, um, and I've been in the process of migrating things over to it. When I realized. It crashes about every 30 minutes. So, did you buy a refurbed one? I did buy a refurbished one. Is that something that's common with refurbished? Like they're tainted equipment? You're always rolling the dice when you get a refurb. You're always rolling the dice because somebody returned that computer. Well, they had, so I ordered two of these computers. Um, what? And what Scrooge I, McDuck over there? Are you going to swim in your MacBook Pros later tonight? I'm sorry, MacBooks Pro later tonight? Mac, use your plurals. Grammar, Stephen. Uh, no, I ordered one, and then I got a better deal and ordered another one but the, because the first one had already shipped. But um, so it wasn't, it was something that in the refurb shop on Apple, which some people don't even know exists, um, 
they had multiple. So I'm assuming it's some situation where they, I don't know, somebody ordered a bunch of these particular type of MacBook Pros. And um, yeah, mine keeps shutting off. I've called Apple twice. No luck. So probably going to return it on Monday. We'll see. Is this the one that you got that was cheaper or is this the first one that showed up? This is the one I, I already returned the first one I got. Okay. Like I did, I literally, it came in the mail and I put it right back in the mail. Do you think that maybe this one's screen up because it was cheaper? I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. They're playing the game that Apple plays with me that I love. As soon as something. Where one of their employees gets you a discount and then you complain about it on your podcast. Is that the, is that the game they're playing with you where you get a good no. family and friends discount and then you complain about the, the quality of their hardware? No, they're playing the game where you, they're like, mm, it seems like all of our tests are coming back that it probably is a software problem. So I don't think that this is an Apple problem. So try like uninstalling everything and then just like one thing at a time and see if the problem persists. Good point. What what illegal illicit programs have you put on this computer? So far, all I have on there is Adobe because that's all I've been working with. I'm like, yeah, you know, that's... Adobe, it's such a cut rate program. It's probably the culprit. It probably is. Let's be honest. You ever use Adobe products? Just trying oh. to crash my new 2019 MacBook Pro 16 inch solid state hard drive fully loaded. Mm hmm. So. Dustin, uh, I want to yeah. take a, a left turn here with the podcast. Um, the state Let's of Indiana it. is opening back up for business. You can have, mm -hmm. I think it's up to like 25 people in an enclosed space now, uh, like a group of 25 people in a building. And just, that is just terrifying. At the same time, right? No, at the same time. That's what's terrifying about it. Starting they have May to be 4. six feet away, though. Yeah, we'll see if that works out. Um <laughs> So it's a terrifying time. None of the states around us are doing anything to reopen. They're all staying closed for like two more weeks at the at a minimum, which seems like a much well, smarter Indian, idea. Indianapolis is staying closed. Indianapolis is staying closed. Uh, Logansport County and Cass County are staying closed. And those are like the three counties that have had like the worst outbreaks. But good old Fort Wayne is like open for business. Come on in, everybody. Yeah. But uh, so this week we we had a message posted in our Facebook group and um, mm -hmm. just one of those things as we are thinking about reopening for business, thinking about starting things back up that I was thinking about because I just know so many people have been affected by this. And um, Rebecca Elliott shared in our Facebook group that she, one of her brides, um, was supposed to get married during this time, but can't because of the uh, lockdown and everything. And the bride father had passed away previously and her grandfather was going to walk her down the aisle. And then her grandfather caught COVID-19 and he has now since passed away. And um, I just, I'm, I just feel like super heartbroken thinking about that and talking about that. And like the reason I thought we should talk about it on the show is just like, our state is reopening as a whole and like there's still just tons of people all over who are still infected people who are still dying and jen and i have talked about it and we're doing our best to try to stay away from other people to stay inside um 
there was a there was an article written in like our state or in in the Indy Star, like our the newspaper, like the biggest newspaper in all of Indiana, you know. And they basically mm-hmm. just said, um, our government basically just said, hey, it's in your hands now. You guys need to deal with this because we're tired of trying to figure it out, which is what it feels like here. And so I don't have any answers for this, but I feel like I feel like we just need to continue having empathy, continue to take precautions, and just remember that like there are whether we know people personally or not like there there are a lot of people who have really been affected by this and so the story rebecca shared just really hit me in a very odd weird way and so i just kind of wanted to share it on the podcast just as kind of a reminder to because i've seen a lot of people in different facebook groups clamoring that they want to get back to work and stuff and it's like in my mind it still feels way too early to like be opening up the gates. I mean, I was just reading the other day about how they found a U-Haul full of bodies in one state because they didn't know what to do with the bodies, and so they just started piling them in a U-Haul. And, uh, gosh, it's just still really messed up in our world. It's still so messed up. So just be careful, everyone. And um, please, please, please just do your best to stay safe. 100%. Now that I've dragged the podcast down... Mm-hmm. Do you want to take us down further, Dustin? You got some some stuff you want to share? I built a playset today. Oh, how'd that go? I'm in. I am so sore in places I didn't know men could be sore in. Um, yeah, it it. It's one of those things where you ask yourself, okay, I'm going to be locked in my home for the foreseeable future. My children can't go to the park. They can't go play with friends. They can't do anything outside of the home that would be uh, tiresome, except for maybe run circles around the house. Unless, of course, you do what Steve did, which was genius. Didn't even think about that, which is buy an inflatable bounce house thing. Don't give me any credit for that. That was Jen. Yeah, still genius. Um Probably way, way cheaper. I just want, you know, genius credit to go where it should be allotted to, which is Jen. Jen is the genius. I'm just yes. here. I know. I got stuck with you and not her. Um, so you get the credit. Yeah, so we were researching playsets, and they are freaking expensive. And ended up going with uh, being that who knows when we'll shoot a wedding again at the point when I ordered this. Uh, I was like, I'm going to go with like something relatively cheap that doesn't look like it's going to fall apart right away. But unfortunately, it also means I have to build it, which could in turn make sh- mean that it falls apart right away. But um, we, my wife is a masterful craftsman, craftswoman, craftswoman, I don't know. But um, we spent the last 48 hours, not consecutively, but uh, building it and... Uh, we're 90% done. Nice. So, yeah. All we have left is the roof. I think I can put this thing on Airbnb by the time we're done with it. Yeah, I think so. You just got to put a little cotton there. Yeah. My dad comes over today um, to drop off, or no, to pick up his drill that we borrowed. And uh, he's like, so wait, the roof is uh, like wood slats? And I'm like, yeah, it's like the whole thing's wood. And he, he continues on by, like, well, you know, if it's wood, you know, water's going to get in there. And I'm like, yeah, it's not like any of my kids are going to be living in there, Dad. And he's like, well, I just, you know, if there's a thunderstorm or something and the kids are in the backyard, you know, I think they'd, you know, be able to run in there for cover. 
And I'm we like, we have a house. Did we you have tell me you have a house? We, ten feet away, Dad is is what I'm calling my home. You know, it has a door, accesses the backyard. They can come in. It's this is waterproof in here, water resistant at least. I do guarantee you will see your kids under that playhouse at some point in time while it is raining outside. That will one hundred percent happen. I'm sure we will. So I I'm, wouldn't be surprised if I see him over at my house a few months from now tacking some, some sort some of like up. weatherproofing <laughs> on the roof or something. We'll see. See what happens. But how about you? Anything anything to bring us down or, or take us up, Steve? Not, nothing to bring us down. Nothing to take us up except maybe maybe talk about... Speaking of tearing down, let's talk about a... <laughs> Let's talk about this thing Aldrich Mintz put up in the Facebook group. Okay. Um, so <laughs> Aldrich Mintz posted this thing. It's um it's about a Facebook ad that he saw. And he said he kept seeing this ad, and his thought was every time he saw it, and it's like a to describe it for people who aren't in the Facebook group and can't see this, it's a bride wearing like a dress, like traditional white dress, looks, you know gorgeous um and then her groom is there like hugging her from behind and he's wearing like a dress shirt and shorts <laughs> and it's a it's an ad for for some sort of a what is it like a, a workshop or something like that and uh Eldrick just was making fun of it a little bit and he said when you're getting married but you got to make it to chad's six spring break bash afterwards Oh, I've so, seen this ad. I've seen this yes. ad. Yes. It's for Tribe Archipelago. And uh yeah, it's it's so they can sell Lightroom and ACR presets and creative profiles. Right. Um so I guess getting, what I'm just kind of wanting to talk to you about, Dustin, is what makes for a good image for a Facebook ad? Um I I typically all my Facebook ads are pictures Gosh, of you. He's wearing and a I. dress shirt, but it's it, like there's no tie. The sleeves are rolled up, the top button's unbuttoned. He's wearing sneakers, too. Sorry. Sorry. Just very distracted. It's just like, if you're selling presets and other things like that, why wouldn't you use like a photo of a couple that looks like they're in it together? Maybe maybe they're there for this. Maybe they dress I nice. Th- see, as somebody who went to school for psychology, Steve, I think you have to dig deeper into the psychological implications of this photograph. Steve, what you're it's missing like here... Yeah, absolutely, Steve. That's what I'm here for. That's what I bring to this podcast. Um... Steve, this image, as you're scrolling, you're like, oh, pretty picture. Maybe I know them. This couple looks relatable. This looks like, oh, maybe somebody eloped in their backyard that happens to be up a hill on a mountain. Um, and you're like, oh, do I? Oh, wait, this is, this is an ad. But now you're like, oh, this guy's in a short. Your brain is being tricked right now to think like, oh, this guy looks cheap. Maybe these presets are cheap. Maybe I click. Maybe I buy. Oh, they are cheap. They're on sale. Boom! Purchase. Just made a uh, click, click, customer buy. acquisition. Got it, yeah. yeah, I love it. I love it, buddy. Um, First one's free, Steve. <laughs> also on that same note, no, uh, Bryson Buer Buer. Mm-hmm. Struggling with his last name. Uh, B u e h r e r. Uh, he posted another Buha. ad he it's was Buha. seeing on Facebook, and it's a. Uh, 
this guy, it's a photo of himself holding a camera. And then mm-hmm. above it, the text says, I'm photographing weddings for free in exchange for a mm-hmm. place to sleep, food to eat, and a story to tell. I finally found my ad. And Bryson said, are these brides covering his ad spend too? Jesus creasers. This is odd. Dustin, um, what do you think about this ad? I love that the name of his page is called Portrait of a Young Couple. Not <laughs> creepy at all. Not creepy in the slightest. Uh, which reminds me, Brian Slauson says in the comments, and I, I, only... I think he wants to sleep on the pullout couch in the honeymoon suite. Not it's like, creepy at all. It's like saying, uh, sorry, I don't photograph anyone 30 and older. Maybe this is like some clever advertisement, though. Maybe he's like, in exchange for a place to sleep, food to eat, and a story to tell. And he's like, the cost of a place to sleep and food to eat, that is my rent for the next three months. And that's what I thought of when I saw this post originally. uh, Food to eat is the cost of uh, my takeout order for the next three months. There's no, in the ad itself, there's no defining nature of what his uh, sell is. You know, it could be something that's like, well, my mortgage is $3,000 a month. So the cost of somewhere to sleep is $3,000 a month. Yeah. I mean, plus, technically, plus all, of our, stays all, all, of our weddings, all of our weddings are that. That is our package. Yeah. A place to sleep and something to eat and good stories. You just, just found a really couple, odd way to word it. <laughs> kind of genius if you really if you really dig into it but um no i i've been seeing so many facebook ads i don't know if i'm on facebook more because of this whole pandemic you are Um, but it's just like the first few weeks it was real quiet like all these photography companies were like hmm is it sort of like too on the nose if we're like push albums guys push albums they're like what a great time to like use our editing company because you have no work coming in so you can revamp your portfolio um what a great time that was my favorite was the ones that were like what a great time to use our editing company it's like yeah because you got so many weddings and not enough time to edit them right now like most of the people i know who are using an editing company it's usually because one, they have too much wedding work and they just can't get through it all. Or two, mm-hmm. they have like a nine to five job, so they can't get through it all because they're like their real job gets in the way. Real their job, real job. Their, their real, real job, job gets in the way of them being able to work on the wedding stuff. Their big boy job. Yeah, and nobody's like, oh, I have all the time in the world. I just want to sit back and watch Netflix and chill more. So I'm going to start sh- shipping my edits off. Like nobody's, I don't know a single person at that point. Dustin, are you at that point? Is that why you're looking at me like I'm crazy right now? I mean, we still send our edits off during this time, but um, we are a little different than most. But Well, you we- did send a message to your editing company to see if you could get out of that, and they said no. So we're sending them every wedding we've ever shot from 2007 on. I'm getting my money's worth out of that. I'm just really glad you've stuck with that editing company after the uh, the last time things were coming up. You could have made a switch and you decided to stick with the one that has always treated you like crap instead of leaving and going somewhere else, you know? Well, you know, I'm just so used to people treating me like crap that it's become something I'm... You crave, and you do a podcast with somebody who does it to you every single week. I know. Well, I wasn't relating to you, Stephen. I was relating to other people. Yeah, yeah, cool. Put them on blast. Let's hear them. 
No, 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 no. But are we going to talk about James? Is James coming up in our podcast? An American-based yeah, podcast? It, go for it. What you got James, for me? James was letting us know how Scotland was handling the pandemic and how it's possibly going to be closed forever. We're literally forever. closing Scotland forever. Scotland, it's done. It's over. Go somewhere else. No more, no more Scottish eggs. No more scotch. And I think that's all they oh, have for Scotland. Don't call it scotch. They don't call it scotch over there. Good thing James is asleep right now. That's, he'd be watching. He'd be upset with you. Scottish whiskey. Scottish no, it's just whiskey. whiskey. It's just whiskey. Over there it is. <laughs> then but you like here, being here in America. And you're like, I would like an American burger. Yeah, that's a cheeseburger with American cheese. That's called an American burger. Nobody calls Typically it that. served with fries. I would like an American Coca-Cola. Yeah, that's the kind with the artificial sugar that kills you. <laughs> that's the kind Versus they serve like literally the everywhere The Mexican else. kind that has like the cane sugar that's better for you, but probably still will kill you. Oh man, you know what's so sweet? I got that... Uh... I got that that Coke with stevia and cane sugar. Mm, that's some good Coke. Stevia is like a natural sugar-like replacement sort of thing. I know what stevia is. Stevia is so good. It, and it's got like my name in it, so it's like I'm drinking it's a little named. bit of myself, like a little bit of that cannibalistic vibe that we had from earlier. <laughs> you know, full circle. Going full yeah. circle there. I get a little bit of that Coke with stevia in my mouth, and next thing I know, mm. Jen's eating my face. Wink. <laughs> That's no. how we make the makeouts happen, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, on non-related, related COVID question, um, my dad did the uh, coronavirus antibody test this week. Oh, how'd that go? Um, well, we were hoping he had it. We were kind of like banking on that because we're like, man, if he had it, then chances are we all had it and we're all fine. So Yeah, and then you can get it again in like a month or two. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Because because having antibodies doesn't mean you can't get it again. Exactly. Oh. So, but no, he got his test results back and he has never had it. <laughs> he was just sick with something else. Something Dustin, else for two weeks straight. That's all great, but you know, I guess since we're talking more COVID, COVID stuff, and we did want to head over to the drone zone anyway, let's head over to mm-hmm. the drone zone now. So without further ado, let's cross over into the drone zone. You ready? Let's do it. Steve, so, fly me uh, over. saw this on Twitter the other day. Apparently, police are using drones to enforce social distancing in some areas of the U.S. Interesting. Go on. So, uh, in 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 neighborhoods in uh, I think it was in New York City, uh, where people weren't allowed to be out in public, like doing stuff. The police were flying drones over to see, like, over neighborhoods to see if anybody was out doing anything, so that they would know if they needed to go and you know arrest people or I don't know whatever. What, what what do you do? Do you just do you arrest somebody for being outside, or how does that work? Do you fine them? Yes, unless you're a certified essential employee and you have your certification badge. Do you have one of those for your real estate work? Mm-hmm. 
It's all fancy and laminated. Did you make it yourself? Do you have a laminator at your house? Possibly. Oh, but doesn't that's not the real... It's always good to be friends with someone who knows Photoshop. Not the real news we wanted to get to in the Drown Zone. I think the real news was, Dustin, on F-Stoppers, I saw that uh, somebody disguised a a drone as a hummingbird. They were able to capture incredible footage of a butterfly swarm. Is that what you wanted to talk about in the Drone Zone today? Steven... Steven, yeah. the reason we pushed off six or seven guest episodes to have this episode tonight for our listeners was not to talk about hummingbirds, was not to talk about cops using drones, popos flying flyers, was to talk about the Mavic Air 2, Steven uh, Van Dustin, did you see the footage that the hummingbird drone was able to capture of the monarch butterflies, though? No, Steven. it's just like swarms of monarch butterflies on these trees, and like the the drones just getting this footage from like inches away. Was, just it, like with it, oh, it, was it with a Mavic Air two? Oh, was it with the Mavic Air two? No, it's it looks like a it looks like a hummingbird. It's amazing. It's utterly astonishing footage. Like the drone be, is literally a hummingbird. Yes, look at this, Justin. <laughs> look at this. It's a beautiful. Oh man, you just gotta think to yourself like if a monarch got too close though, like. <laughs> right? That's how that works. Right? I mean, I know they got the guards, but still, they can get Just up like underneath. The, and the, D, the DJI Monarch. I mean, a Monarch lands on top of one of the uh, the hummingbirds' like wings at one point, which is like the foil thing that's guarding the uh, propellers, so the Monarchs can't, you know, get in them. And then it mm-hmm. flies away. I think they showed that to show how safe this whole thing was. But all I could think is, oh, that monarch's going to die. It's going to have some sort of, like, irreversible thing. Like, its leg's going to get sucked down and chopped off or something. But it it made it out all right. Not that mm-hmm. I'm disappointed. That's weird. Yeah. Why would I be disappointed about that? Well, it also has a shutter guard. But All right. Well, let's go every... ahead. What do you want to yes. talk about? The Mavic 2. Ugh. Mavic Air 2. Let's Mavic get it Air right. Mavic 2. So this week, um, Monday. I mean, I brought like cool nature stuff that like nobody else would get anywhere. Cool relatable stuff, like you know about how they're using drones to enforce like you know the law and everything. But yeah, you just want to talk about a new drone. I mean, cool. Yeah, whatever. New drone, DJI, the one and only drone company in the world released their brand new iteration of their air series their mavic air 2 um i don't really know a whole lot about their original mavic air because it seemed like it was replaced so fast with the mavic series that um it was you know a benchmark that no one really cared about but i've been watching a ton of reviews i've been looking at a ton of information regarding this mavic air 2 and uh, I can 100% tell you that I don't think I'm going to buy this. Oh, great. Um, so you wanted to add something to, to let our me whole tell zone you, thing that was just you taking a dump on something that you've not used that you mm-hmm. don't want. Why are we talking about this? It is a 48... Because I feel like this drone has merit. I feel like this drone has a place in the DJI lineup in the drone world. Um, it's just not because I already own the Mavic two pro. I don't like, this would be a great drone for you. Is it the Mavic two pro or the Mavic pro two? 
Because like one of them is saying like this drone's too pro for you, and the other one's saying like mm-hmm. it's the second pro. It probably one. is too pro for me. It probably yeah. is too pro for me. But um, this this does boost uh, a forty eight megapixel image on the Mavic Air two. It also has the newer video transmission technology that I know Steve really coveted, um, which allows you to fly, I think ten kilometers and get clear. 10K? clear images and uh 34 minute flight time with the uh, batteries which i'm just being told that most people will not experience unless you're just hovering but you know even so 30 minutes is a great flight time how many kilometers per hour does this thing fly like uh, i'm just wondering know. you can fly at 10k away but like you get 10k away and does it just drop out of the sky because <laughs> the battery's dead <laughs> you're just like gone yeah, uh, I don't. I don't know if I saw the speed on it. Why would you but release it does, it does a have drone a and not include anything about speed? Max dis- has a max ascent speed and a max descent speed, but I'm looking for the max speed in general. Oh Weird. man, this is this is great podcasting. This is this is primo podcasting when you, people just sit and listen to dead air while Dustin tries to look something up because he didn't do anything ahead of time. Sixty-eight kilometers per hour in sport mode. There you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's flying out. It's flying back. It's it's got time to spare. You know. It's so good. I think, I think Steve. I know the question you want to ask is Dustin. You are the gearhead in this relationship, Dustin. You love a good drone dustin i know i just recently saw you sell both of your phantom fours mm-hmm. obviously you were geared up to potentially buy this well, you drone, have a Maverick pro 2 you sold two phantoms or were trying to sell two phantoms sold them gone they're Oof. gone so what's your backup drone now i don't have one because i oh. thought i was going to buy this and then i realized it doesn't have a changeable aperture what which yeah, does not have a changeable aperture. It is a fixed f two point eight aperture, similar to earlier drones um, and other drones that DJI produces. But after coming off a Phantom Four Pro, which has a changeable aperture, and now the Mavic Two Pro with a changeable aperture, I really don't want to mess with ND filters. And oh, but the ND all... filters, I see a picture of them, and they do look really cool. They do, and they come with the the Flymore yeah, combo, yeah. Mm-hmm. which now I know why they come with the Flymore combo because the drone doesn't have a changeable aperture, which makes those ND filters a necessity versus just a cool uh, add-on thing. Because those of you out there who shoot video know that you're supposed to always attempt to shoot double your shutter speed, so or sorry, double your frame rate as your shutter speed. So if you can't do that, then you have to stop down using ND filters, which typically lose, you know, you lose some image quality depending on the quality of your ND filter, which I don't know who's I'm making. I'm sorry, wait. Why do you think it's necessary? Like, like what, what to you is saying double, double your frame rate for your shutter speed? It's just everything I've ever been taught, Stephen. But why? It has to do with the frame rate of your but why let's can we can i defer this question to the guy who actually went to film school 
I don't know a guy here who went to film school. Video school, commercial broadcasting school, Ball State, just Ball State, blanket, just blanket Ball State. Yeah, but um, see, I was always told that your your shutter speed should be minimum of twice your frame rate, not that you should lock it in at twice your frame rate. Interesting. So, Stephen, just for the record, when you shoot video, you throw the frame rate rule out the window. I usually stay twice twice as much over unless it's dark and then I go all the way down. That's just kind of how I do it. I don't uh, I don't shoot 24 frames per second though because I know most people can't actually tell the difference between that and 30 frames per second. So, what I don't really can? see a point. What yet. if what if in the future, Stephen, people can tell the difference? I don't care about what happens in the future. I care about what's happening right now. Wow. You are anti-future. All makes sense now. I'm so anti-future. Yeah. Let's blow this world up. Who needs it anyway? Whoa. I'm all about the present, baby. Yeah, global warming. Man. Let's warm this up. I want to make so, every ocean into a hot tub. I want to live in a sauna year-round. You know what I'm talking about? I want so uh, much steam in the air, you can't walk down the street without getting a good sweats going. You know what I'm saying, man? It's like being on top of MacBook Pro. Yeah. Um, but... The one feature that has people probably the most excited about with this Mavic Air 2 is that it shoots 60 frames per second at the most coveted 4K setting. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems to be this, the feature that most people wanted um, in a travel-friendly drone. Yeah. And DJI delivered that. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. No. So, I mean, Steve only shoots at 30 frames. He doesn't care about 60. It's not his cup of tea. But for those of you out there like me that like a little buttery, soft, slow motion for your motion in your lotion basket, um, this is... I want to take every word you just said and throw it into a garbage bin somewhere. That's where it belongs. Okay, Mr. Nike. That is what everybody wants to see. It's whatever. It's what looks good um not all of us just fly our drones really slow like steve to really achieve that slow motion look um because flying flying the drone slower affects the speed at which you're shooting the video he just tells (laughs) all the subjects everyone slow down slow down we're gonna fake this 60 frames per second thing we're gonna have you just walk a little bit slower and i'm gonna shoot the whole thing at 30 yeah no i love it all right, Dustin, we've been going for a while. We should probably head on over to Q&A. You ready to do some Question. Q&A? I'm always ready for some Q&A, Steve. Let's do some Q&A. But, but Steve. Abigail from a random Facebook group says, COVID-19 help. I am Zooming with my early June bride tomorrow, who was previously very vocal about her 400-person wedding taking place no matter what. According to our state guidelines, she will be allowed to have 100. How do I reiterate this tomorrow and make sure she understands that I will not be able to shoot her wedding if she does not? I am not willing to risk my business license in a large fine, but I want to say it as nicely and gently as possible. And I forgot to say, that question was actually sent in by Rebecca Elliott. From our very own Facebook group. Boom. Yeah. Thank you, Rebecca, so much for doing my work for me. 
Absolutely. Don't we all? Uh, Abigail, this is a great question. Easy question. You have to apply for a Section 3-B uh, certification from your state, which allows you the privilege and honor of when you attend a wedding that is outside the limit legally of guests, you can then start executing them. Um, you get to pick. You get like carte blanche on you know turning that 400 person wedding into a 100 person wedding um it's not an ideal situation um but it is sort of a last resort for you maybe just think abigail like what what sauces could you splash up on the humans to get the other humans to eat them at this wedding I mean, not to take us back to the whole cannibal question we had earlier, but yeah, let's go not back to there. take us back there, but let, let's venture down that road. Yeah, no, I want to live in that space. Uh, let's turn this into a zombie wedding. Maybe like some sweet baby rays. You just dump that all over. Get it on the brains, right? Uh, Abigail, one other idea you could do is start a vicious rumor the morning of the wedding. Be like, oh man, I really heard Uncle Paul coughing up a lung over there in hotels, whatever. Um, and then just keep feeding, keep feeding, you know, these vicious rumors. And then all of a sudden it's like no one's showing up except for the people that you said were infected. So. Mission accomplished. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, Abigail, like, you just start walking around and you start coughing up along. Just stay right at the front of the church, and every time somebody starts to come up to the church to come into the church, you just go, <coughs> and just, you know, really lay it on thick. Get the coughs out there. And just be like, no mask, don't have a mask, sorry. I don't believe in masks. They are above me. This is my body. You yeah. can't enforce yeah. things why do you, on me. Why do you need to make up the bride make a decision about this now when you could just <laughs> ostracize all the people who come to the wedding tomorrow <laughs> or whenever it is? Yeah, that's that is accurate. That is true. That is. I would probably hire an actor or actress to do that for me, so as to not implode my business, Abigail. But um. It's definitely a good, good. Well, Abigail, good if idea. you don't want to implode your business, just say I'm just here shooting for Dustin and Corinne. Uh, <laughs> they they couldn't make it, so I'm filling in. They, I tried to tell them I had COVID nineteen, but they Dustin's a slave driver and he wouldn't let me let me out of this one. So here I am. Never do, never yeah. do. Molly Mayher from our very own Facebook group says, kind of tongue-in-cheek, but I'm assuming for all weddings in the foreseeable future that we will be wearing masks. So my question is, should they be colorful, black, white, maybe convert a Sony pony shirt? What will be our mask etiquette? That's a great question. I mean, it's something that we've been talking about here, uh, what we're going to do. Thus why I ordered some masks from our good friends Boo Ray over at the Photobomb podcast. Um, oh, gosh. <laughs> Steve was oh, yeah. so excited that I did that. <laughs> so excited. So excited. Use your own email account. Hey, I was hoping that he would see Wedding Photo Hangover and be like, does that mean it shipped? I don't ever check the Wedding Photo Hangover email account. So, uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. Let's waste some more time on this podcast. I'll, I'll pull up the email and we'll just see if it's shipped yet or not, you know? Perfect. <laughs> Thank you. 
<laughs> oh, so Dustin, yeah, can you help Molly out? Should she be turning that Sony Pony shirt into a... Uh, no, she should just order another Sony Pony shirt and turn that one into a um, mask. Mm-hmm. Pardon me um, while I am looking to see if my mask shipped. just got an email confirmation of your order. It doesn't say it's shipped yet. Oh, okay. Fucking Blu-ray. That's staying in the episode. Thanks, folks. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, Molly... I would say, you know, maybe don't convert Sony Pony shirts into masks. Um, there's just like a lot of stuff there that like wouldn't be good for a mask. Maybe what you want to do is uh, print like a a small, just like, just make like a normal mask and then just draw on it with Sharpie, WPH, right? Mm-hmm. Do we get money when people do that or how does that work? Nope. <laughs> you know, maybe we you could, don't. Maybe you could call up your best friend, Boo-Ray, and uh, see if his um, wife and daughter would be willing to make a bunch of Sony Pony masks that you could sell. There you go. Yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll take like a what? 10, 10%, 15% uh, cut off 10, the top or something? 90% cut. You know, whatever it takes. Um, I would say if you're the kind of photographer who wears all black to a wedding, your mask should be black as well. If you're the kind of photographer who dresses a little bit more colorful, you know, you should be matching your mask to whatever you're wearing. So go ahead, buy that dress you wanted to buy this year for, you know, shooting weddings, and then buy a second dress probably smaller if that's less expensive, and then just cut a mask out of the second dress. <laughs> you can wear on your face are you so on a personal topic are you and jennifer going to wear masks to weddings this year uh i don't know if we're gonna wear masks to weddings um i know if we have any shoots in the next month we'll definitely be wearing masks to those um i feel like it's okay if we do wear masks which is something in the past i would have said oh we couldn't do that because then people would think we're sick and you know but now I feel like it would be okay. Wearing a mask, if you don't have COVID-19, it doesn't protect you that much. Uh, I was reading something the other day. It was like, if you have a mask on and you don't have it, the chances of you getting infected by somebody else who doesn't have a mask on, like in the same room as you, but who does have it, is like 70% of what it would normally be, which is still like a huge drop. Like That's still a 30% chance of it blocking something out for you. And then it was like, but if the other person's wearing it, then it's only like... 30% chance that you'd get it. And if both of you are wearing it, it's like 5% chance. Kind of, I can't remember the exact numbers, so I'm just kind of pulling my hat. But it's like drastically reduced if you both wear masks. And we're not talking about like the N95 mask here. We're talking if you both just wear like cloth cloth masks over your face. Both of you have it on. It's like there's a 5% chance you could get infected. Which, I mean, still... It's sort of... Five out of every hundred people are going to still get it in that situation. But I mean a much better chance you won't get it. So, Somebody told me the analogy of it's like sort of like if nobody's wearing pants and one person pees on another person, you both oh, get... Oh, no. We're not going a little, here. No. You both get a little messy. But if, you know, it's the person no. pees on you and you have pants Stop. on... Stop. Just your pants get wet. Now, oh, my gosh. Who are you talking have, to? Both parties have pants on, then everybody's good. Look, I don't want to yuck your yum, Dustin. Um, (laughs) Oh, yuck my yum, Steve. Yuck my yum. I don't want to be talking about piss play on this podcast. (laughs) This isn't a piss play podcast, okay? 
check the terms and conditions. <laughs> we keep it clean. We keep it classy. Jeez. Wow. Uh, yeah. But so yeah, to pretty... get back to Molly's question, black if you wear black. Probably not white. Um, <laughs> the bride will kill you if you wear white. Um, colorful's good. Our local bridal shop. See, Kenzie? Kenzie chimed in. Uh, she said that is a legit meme going around. Ah, yuck. And her grandma shared it with her. Yuck, Kenzie, and yuck, Kenzie's grandma. Yeah. I don't want to yuck yeah. your so guys' yum, but yuck. I am not the only one there. Um, but to back to what I was saying, uh, our bridal shop that we love to work with um, is actually making masks out of um, leftover, like, alteration material. Nana, so, Nana, send me the good piss play meme, Nana. Nana, the mm-hmm. other day you sent me another piss play meme. Um, I was wondering if I could get some more, Nana. Your piss play memes are the dankest, Nana. Kenzie, if you have that, would you forward that? Would you forward that to Stephen? Oh, Kenzie, please don't forward me a piss play meme. Stephen likes all the memes. No, no. Mark Quinn from our very own Facebook group says, how are you dealing with penciled in dates? I've got a couple who's asked about a Saturday in April next year. I'm currently free. Their wedding isn't until October, so no decision likely to be made for several months. Are you knocking back inquiries for penciled in dates when, for all you know, the original date might go ahead as planned? This is a real easy question to answer, Dr. Mark Quinn, the medicine man. Um, I just simply tell them, Mark, I tell them I don't own a pencil. Um, I'm a permanent marker kind of guy. It's how I've always been. It's how I always operate. Um, So unfortunately, there is nothing I can do with a pencil. It's just that easy. I can't pencil something in with a tool I don't own. Mark, you got to say no to these people who are trying to pencil in dates when their original date is not canceled yet. They're, they're not allowed to, to reserve a second date. Can you imagine if in a normal year we just allowed people to reserve second dates? Oh, what? You want to get married on June 10th? Well, <laughs> if not then, then on September 10th. And you can reserve both it's dates. You, Our funny businesses you say, would crumble so fast. You, your business will crumble if you allow your clients to do this. Just tell your clients, hey, look, we cannot... I can't reserve a date for you until you've officially canceled and rescheduled. Uh, It's funny you say that, Stephen, because um, I think that even though you think this sounds like crazy, like alternate universe type thing, I wouldn't be surprised if if this virus remains rampant and continues year after year. Well, in Indiana, because we're getting back to business when nobody (laughs) else is. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't start seeing a business practice where they start saying, I'm going to do a, like a spring and a fall date. Um, no, just no, so they that's lock never going to happen. That, that's never going to happen. Saying. Nobody's ever going to be locking in backup dates. You can't you do t- that. You hey, can't do that if, as a business owner, Dustin. You can't do that. This is If you took no, Sylvester Stallone no. aside before they froze him in a cryogenic chamber and said, You know what? Hey, you know what? You can lock in. You think you're going to wipe your butt with seashells? You can lock in two dates. You think you're going to wipe your butt with seashells? You can lock in two dates, but the wedding costs twice as much, and it's all due on the first date. Then whether you use me or not on the second date, I don't care. Um... But it's all due, all the money. I'm not reserving two dates for somebody. Jeez, you know what? I'm just going to start booking weddings with you just to, to, to run you out of business. I'm just going to book a wedding every single Saturday 
of the next year. You'll get $52,000 from me because I assume your retainer cost is $1,000. And I'm just going to be like, ah, well, that backup fell through. Sorry. And I'll wait to cancel to like the week of every single time. As long as I got $52,000 from <laughs> That's not enough for you to survive. Oh, but we have multiple shooters, Steve. So <laughs> I would probably... a really bad idea. I should have picked somebody you. who doesn't have associate shooters. But yeah, please try that plan on us. Uh, use your real name and email address, though, just for our own Your real simplicity. name, your real email address, and your real money. That's the important part. The real <laughs> money has to get sent. Vince yes. Don from our very own Facebook group says, who's in the same boat of using their stimulus slash SBA money to pay off their taxes? Uh, I am because I made the dumbass mistake of forgetting to file my homestead exemption. Um. <sighs> Yeah, that was a painful lesson I learned last week. Uh, if you don't, you know, when you buy, this might be an Indiana-only thing. I don't really know. Um, oh, well, then do share it for all of our international <laughs> listeners out there. I'm sure they'll really appreciate the ins and outs well, of uh, like our state laws. laws. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do so say, he, good chap. Well, it is, it, I was it over is here perusing our British laws and... <laughs> Do you have this in in Noblesville? Do, like it, this is a thing statewide, or is it? I hope I assume it's not just a Fort Wayne thing. I'm pretty certain it's a thing statewide. Not 100 okay. percent certain, but pretty certain. So in Indiana, at least in Indiana, I'm sure they have this elsewhere. But in Indiana, we have something called a homestead exemption, which essentially allows you to pay half the normal amount of taxes you pay for your home, based on the fact that you live in your home. So it's not like an investment property. It's not a business. It's not a commercial property. Um, so you're taxed at a 50% roughly different rate. Um, and when you buy your home, your mortgage person or bank, whoever you do your financing with, they'll tell you like, hey, 30 days from now, make sure you call down to your tax assessor and like double check that, you know, we filed your homestead exemption and... Um, I, in the hustle and bustle and moving and going to Disney World last year and trying to keep my business afloat, we forgot. And they didn't file it for us. They forgot as well. So we are SOL paying double the taxes this year than we should be paying. Mm -hmm. I thought for sure I could sweet talk them by being like, oh man, everything going on with COVID-19 and my wife being pregnant. My wife. Yeah. Can we please yeah. like Did work you, something out? Up? And she's like, nope, sorry. Nope, the we law's can't. the law. Sorry, son. Uh, Tanner Kupari, now that you're done with your boring local Indiana tax story. Yes, that was our local everyone, Indiana tax story Everyone segment. is using money from the stimulus or SBA or whatever to pay off taxes because taxes are due right now. Do Tanner we Kupari know, Stephen, 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 do we know if... Next year, when we get our taxes, are we going to like get something that says like, "By the way, we gave you an extra like three grand for your stimulus money." Um, that's counted as income. Do we stimulus know that money yet? is not going to count against you? Uh, SBA loans and stuff like that that you're using to pay yourself will be counted against you. I'm pretty certain. Don't uh, don't quote me on that. You know, talk to a real Quoted. accountant or somebody. But uh, I'm pretty certain Quoted. that's how it looks. Tanner Kapari from our very own Facebook group asks, "How are you guys dealing with couples postponing their date that's late this year to a popular 2021 date?" Then he goes on, 
Also, they're asking him to shoot a ceremony this year for them. He feels it's a too touchy of a time to charge extra because of the virus, but they also aren't realizing that we will now be losing a lot of money due to them taking a 2021 date. Um, gosh, that's a good question. Um, we are starting to navigate this ourselves, as most are. Um, and so far, we've only had one move to 2021. Everyone else has kind of tried to stay in the 2020 realm. Um, and with the one that moved, it was so early on and a, a year in advance that we just said, you know, whatever, go for it, move it. Um, we didn't charge any additional. They've already paid in full for their but wedding. But are you also shooting a ceremony for them in 2020? No, no, no. I, um, I've talked to a few videographers and photographers that are doing this sort of a split thing. Um, we have a wedding that's still happening in June um, where they're just doing the ceremony and then having a reception in August. And I just assumed she would expect us at both, um, being that she has us for an eight-hour wedding day package. And um, she was like, no, you don't have to come to the reception. Just like, we'll just do like a few more portraits on the wedding day. And I'm like, okay thinking like she doesn't expect us to do like five hours of portraits, does she? But we'll see what happens with that one. What What are you guys finding? We haven't had to deal with this sort of situation yet with like what Tanner is going through. Um, but I would say if you're going to be, if you're going to be shooting more than once for them, you need to charge them and you could just charge them for the ceremony that you're shooting this year. Since it's not like the big wedding day, you could charge it more like a, uh, like you would for like uh, extra hours at a shoot, which is what Kenzie Ray McMullen just said in the chat. Um, or you could charge it for like an elopement package or something like that. But you, you can't do the work twice and only charge once for it. So you, you can't, you just can't do that. You're not going to be able to stay afloat as a business, especially if you're giving away a popular 2021 date to these people. Um, right. Yeah. And, uh, whew. That is, that, I mean, it is kind of tough, but like we have couples contacting us who are saying things like, hey, we have to reschedule our wedding. Uh, so we, we assume we've lost our retainer and we need to pay a new one and stuff. So like just talk to your client. You may be hearing stories and about how people are really touchy right now and things aren't um, going to look well if you say like, oh, I'm actually doing more work, so I need more money. But a lot of people understand that, and so just be honest and upfront with your client. Just be like, hey, this is what I'm going through. This is what's happening for me. Um, so if I'm going to be shooting your wedding twice, I would need you to you know, pay twice and just say I could cut you a deal on like one, one end or another and just charge like the hours at like a reduced rate or something, you know? Make, make them feel good. Make them feel like you're doing something super nice for them. Just be like, oh, you're really putting me out, you know? Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. and but you know, you're not. Uh, yeah, well, probably are, though. Uh, Tanner, Tanner, you got this. You got this. Don't worry about it. Um, just, just talk to that client and just be honest with them about the fact that it's going to be more work. So you, for the record, officially, you have no weddings, ceremony or otherwise, May or June, right? Me? I've got a June you. wedding. It's the one that I booked last month. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But you won't let me second shoot with you. Yeah. Oh, they actually, uh, they did call and they bumped their package up, though, last week. 
Yeah. They said that Boom. now they can they have to have less uh people at the wedding than what they were planning before. So the um photos and video are more important to them. So they um wanted to bump the package up to include more stuff. So that's pretty awesome. Like me. Actually it's gonna be like Jen, but man, she sorry. doesn't know about frame rates, man. She's not shooting video, she's doing photos for them now. And I'm not actually doing video for the whole wedding anymore. Now I'm just doing a live video during the ceremony, and that's all. Yeah. That's like my specialty. Is that? Is that your specialty? You're going to have to get a Windows computer if you're going to be doing a live video. No, I'm not. I already told them it'd just be with an iPhone, and they're like, yep, sounds good. <laughs> what? <laughs> How do you sleep at night? Um, On a bed made out of not much money. <laughs> Very soundly, very soundly. Aldrick Mintz from our very own Facebook group says, as some states talk about opening up, are you guys going to start shooting with people as soon as the go-ahead is given? It's clear as mud in some states. Like Arizona, non-essential businesses are closed, but outdoor recreation is legal. And he says he's seen photographers doing outdoor and front porch sessions. And... Dustin, if you click the link, Aldrich actually did that as a poll in our group, so we can get some uh, some real time feedback about what people are thinking. So, nice. Dustin, it looks like most people are saying they're approaching this on a case by case basis, and mm-hmm. the people who are saying yes are saying yes, but with extra precautions. So, what are those extra precautions? Are those like wearing gloves? Is that like keeping a lightsaber handy so you can measure the distance between you and the client? I keep a lightsaber handy so when I see the COVID-19 virus coming at me, the coronavirus, I can just slice it out of the air. And I'm like, not today, virus. And, you know, if you don't have a lightsaber because you're not, you know, as financially set up as I am, uh, you know, this is America. Like a good automatic weapon works, too. You shoot the virus out of the air. Mm. That is uh, aggressive. I like it. Um... And if you miss the virus and you hit a person, just remember, the virus does travel by people coughing um, and breathing. So if they're not doing those things anymore. I was told if you just keep, if you just keep a, a Lysol wipe in your mask, it turns it into uh, 100% effective. Yeah, 100% effective at giving you a rash all over your face. You sound like you've tried it. <laughs> I'm just saying, bud, it cannot be good to have bleach or whatever is in the Lysol pressed up against your face for a long period of time. Donnie Trump says it's 100% effective. Oh, don't listen to him. He's an idiot. Um, Why our country A few people said as soon as the state says go, they're going to go. And a few people said, no, it's too soon. Um... Where do you fall, Dustin? Oh, wait, you are you would be in the I'm shooting already camp, right? <laughs> I shot an engagement session today. Got um, it. You know, the, the business-like thing isn't lifted in Indiana until May 4th. Not today. May 4th so was the day. A That's week coming ago, up in two days. Week. So you violated Indiana state law today. See, that's it's a very gray area. So a couple weeks ago, I think it might have been like a week and a half ago, um, there was a a chat, chat between a photographer and a chat bot. Chat bot, as Steve says, that's a really weird name. I don't know who would name their child chat bot. Um, maybe it's a interesting origin. I don't know. But oh, Jesus, um, take the wheel. 
but they uh, asked the question if photographers were allowed to Oh, get to reopen. The, get to the, get to it. Come on, come on. Hurry up, and hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. I didn't rush your cannibalism cinnamon toast crunch story. Oh, that was interesting. Um, this isn't. <laughs> was it? Was it? It'll Will be interesting when cutting that story when you actually go to edit this. It'll be interesting um, when you get a little bit of that pineapple sauce on your face and I come at you. <laughs> You're going to be like, oh, oh I wish I'd paid a little bit more attention to what Steve was saying. <laughs> Why did I get pineapple habanero sauce on my cheek? That's ah! why I never eat habanero sauce around you. Um, <sighs> but the, uh, the chat bot was kind enough to tell this photographer, hey, as long as you're outside and as long as you're maintaining social distancing and being safe, you are free to operate. Well, that went crazy viral here in Indiana. Um, tons of people were sharing it uh, in all the local groups, sending it to all the local photographers. And many photographers took that as, hey, state of Indiana said we're good to go as long as we're outside and maintaining social distancing. Um, so this weekend like, was gangbusters. Every photographer in Indiana was like back open. Um so yeah, we back up except people who do like event photography because you can't right. shoot events. Correct. It was more like people that did families, seniors, um, things like that. But so yeah, we had an engagement session. The bride begged us to do because she was having surgery on her arm on Monday, and she was going to be in a cast for uh, like a few months. And because the hospital finally called her and was like, hey, we can do the surgery now. Like we're slowly opening things back up to a elective surgeries that aren't like life threatening. Um, and so she begged us to do this engagement session over the weekend. And we uh, felt like because we're humans, we have hearts. We had to do, do it. Do you? Do you though? We did. And we took precautions. I didn't touch anything. Um, never touched the couple. Really? This wasn't like when you were doing the real estate shoot in somebody's house and you're like, Hey, would it be okay if I took my mask off? Taking things a little more serious since then. Really? Cause like now is the time where like our government's like, you don't have to take things as seriously anymore. Back then was the time when the government was like, things are super serious. What changed? Uh, because the government uh, actually was like, Oh no, it's cool now. You don't have to take this like so seriously. Like so because why I feel did like the moment change? I feel like the moment everyone else isn't taking it seriously is the moment this thing's gonna like explode. Yep. Yeah. Two weeks from now, we're gonna have so many cases in Indiana. Oh gosh. Thank you. Thank you, our terrible, terrible governor. Oh, Dustin. <laughs> I think that's going to do it for but us I'm, this I'm, week here on the Wedding Photo Hangover podcast. podcast. I'm cutting you off. I'm done with this. If you love the show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to connect, we're at Wedding Photo Hangover on Instagram. Dustin, my man. My man. Dustin underscore McKibben. And I'm at Stephen Van Alk. We have an awesome Facebook group. If you're not already a part of it, you should join. Just search for Wedding Hangover on Facebook if you want more content. Head over to the Patreon by going to patreon.com slash WPH or go to stephendustinsavetheworld.com, you know, whatever you want. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being aches for the sweet embrace of death. That's right. Someday in the random future after you're done, 
working from home. <laughs> Dealing with your children, more than likely. Mm. That's why I built the playset. Yeah. yeah. It's like a mini Alcatraz in my backyard. <laughs> so your dad was right. They do need a roof. <laughs> <laughs> just running water. I told him they just need running water. A box of Cheerios. Dustin, what's it good? What's it happening? What you do? I just finished season three of Westworld. Oh, um, no spoilies. No spoilies. I haven't got it. You haven't yet. watched it yet? No. I wanted to know if you thought that Westworld, if, if I had unlimited money and I could come in and buy up the Westworld franchise, um, you want to know I, which robots, if they got sauce on them, you would eat? <laughs> and what Still, sauce you're, you're tastes kicking, best with robots? You're trying to take this sauce thing into the ground. I love it. You're, you're, you're 100% committed to this joke. So they do um, go to Westworld, and they can just do whatever they want to the robots, which is a terrible, terrible thing. Um, but do you think anybody ever went cannibalistic on the robots? Like, like is that a crunchy. thing? It's like they're doing um, all these other horrible, terrible things to the robots in the first season. Like, so are they eating them too? Is there like a person out there who's like, I love the taste of robo flesh. <laughs> uh, I don't know. But my, my thought was, obviously I can't really, you won't know how to answer this because you haven't seen season three. But um, if you so could why are make you asking sort of it? I like, said no spoilies. I just... I'm not super caught up on Terminator, but I'm wondering if you could sort of like make this bridge that Westworld is sort of an interlude between Terminator movies. No, Westworld is an interlude between Jurassic Park movies. It's Michael Crichton. It's the same setup. Hey, let's build a park for humans to come to, and then the things in the park will start killing them. Done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But in Terminator... Is there a the park? world ends by robots, so I'm thinking... Oh, so you saw robots and robots, and you're like, robots? <laughs> I made yeah. the connection. I was watching Friends, and in it, Ross has a monkey, and then I watched Planet of the Apes, and I was like, <laughs> what connects those two? Because there's a monkey in one, and there's monkeys ruling the earth in the other one. It's so crazy. Exactly. exactly. You'll understand when you watch season three. Yeah. Which, why have you not watched season three yet? It's been out for a while. It just, the season finale was just this last week. Don't give me this, it's been out for a while. Oh, I don't know. It just ended. I binge watched it all in two days. And I haven't been watching a lot of stuff because Jen and I were watching The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which is like my new favorite show. It's so good. So good. Every time I talk to you, you have a new favorite show. Because oh, I love these things we call television. I love my stories, man. I watch these stories. I get into these stories. These stories of my accent? life. What is this? This is accent? how I normally talk. I don't. This is not an accent. <laughs> like a Steve Pesci kind of vibe. I don't know what you're talking about. That's weird, dude. Yeah. That is not like Joe you, Pesci at all. Are you Joe Pesci? No, that's just normal are you me. Are you going to watch Upload It? Oh, man. Like How do you feel about that? All these questions about things I'm not watching. What? I haven't watched it yet. It just started this week. I, I just, I watched all three seasons of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel with my marvelous wife. Marvelous show. I highly recommend it to anyone and everyone out there. Probably one of the best shows ever made. 
you know, and it's on Amazon Prime, just like Fleabag, which was also an ex- excellent show. What about and I upload? highly recommend to anyone and everyone out there. I haven't seen Upload. I haven't even seen a trailer for Upload. I don't even know what Upload's oh, really? about. It's supposed to be really thought provocative. It's a future, near future from now, where right before you die or near when you could die, you have the option to upload yourself into like a matrix. So I've been watching Midnight Gospel, uh, which is from the creator of Adventure Time. But it's um, the the basic idea behind it is he took uh, this podcaster, Duncan Trestle's podcast and animated it and turned it into like a show. And then like Duncan's like, the main character and he's like a, a sim, simulcast farmer. So he's like farming like simulated worlds basically for artifacts that he can bring back into the real world. And um, he just like goes in and he has these like deep philosophical like conversations with people. And it's like amazing. Like it's, it's a lot of fun. At? It's on Netflix, bro. And uh, it's kind of weird. It's very trippy and like, just, just like, little bit like uh you're hallucinating the whole time when you're watching it because like the visuals are just really messed up and then they're talking like these deep philosophical concepts and uh i finished that as eight episodes it's very good don't have time for westworld totally had time for midnight gospel so good so good if you want to watch something real weird so good i signed up for the free trial of hbo and i was like all right i have seven days to get through westworld (laughs) seven days do you, do you watch Extraction yet? Watch Extraction. I Te- made it halfway movie. through. Have not been terrible able to movie. finish it. And it was amazing Awful so movie. far. It was like John Wick, just with Chris Hemsworth. It's, it's exactly what I told my wife, who also couldn't, she couldn't make it through John Wick. She barely made you it through You tried this. to make her watch Extraction with you? And she was like, hey, these people at work keep talking about the new Chris Hemsworth movie. And I was like, oh, yeah, I saw that. And I was like, I, you know, sure, let's watch it. It's like I the biggest I, movie Netflix has ever put out. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I'd never seen the trailer. I just knew Chris Hemsworth and it was like action. And I was like, okay, yeah, let's watch it. We watch it in like the first like 15 minutes. My wife has like a pillow over her face and she's like screaming. And I'm like, yeah, this probably wasn't a good movie for you. <laughs> My wife hates blood and guts and hates all things in that realm. And this movie, like Steve said, is very John Wick-esque in that department. Yeah, dude. He's just uh, only like halfway through, but he's probably killed at least 50 people already. So what do you think of uh, the cinematic, like the camera angle, like the camera, like one shot type stuff? Was that truly one shot or were those cut, were there cuts in there? I'd have to like watch it again to really like analyze it. But there were like some shots that were like pretty insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, I'm only like halfway the fighting through, sequences, but it's been very crazy. And I would say it looks like a mix of like one shot with a camera and then some CGI stuff to like transition in every once in a while because some of the things yeah, I was wondering do if kind of like f- slow down and it looks a little bad for a second or something yeah, yeah like there was like fake. yeah there was a few shot a few scenes within a shot that mm-hmm. I'm like made me wonder if like the whole thing was shot green screen or like some sort of like set where it's like very controlled and I mean, it's I will not say action. there's like a moment in it where they go from Australia to Dhaka you know um 
And like as soon as they get in Dhaka, it's like, which is in Indonesia, right? It's like, hey, and we put on the, we, we decided to color grade all of this like it was yellow because I guess yellow makes people think it's like a third world country or like it's grungy or I don't know. Like that political ad I made. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like you go from like seeing Chris Hemsworth as like normal Chris Hemsworth as you see him in all other movies, you know, to like, oh, now in this like the way they've color graded this, I see every wrinkle and every pore on his face. Like, that's I really wanted to look tired and yeah, yeah. So it's just it's just one of those things. I don't like the, I don't really like it when they do that. It's like when when you show me like this foreign country, like. I don't. I don't need the the look of the film to change. Just put up a thing that says we're in a different country now, and then let the whites still be white. I don't want the whites to be yellow now. They wanted you to feel that dark underbelly. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. You were in the fluids within the dark underbelly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Dustin. We should wrap this up. A great mm-hmm. night, bud. Good night, Stephen. Piss play memes are the dankest, Nana. Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs. Woo-wee!